What do you do if you're not very happy? What do you do if you're depressed? What do you do if you're angry? What do you do if you're stressed? What do you do if your head's not happy? How do you have a happy brain? How do you have a healthy brain? And we talk a lot about mental health, lots of questions there, but what are the answers? And we talk also about the brain to do with psychology, but what if it was physiology? What if you could sort the physiology of your human body? What if you'd get really fit and strong physically? And could that help your brain mentally? And when you have a look at, and this is all I've been studying, the, the, the study of the brain, neuroscience for me is absolutely fascinating. And I've been studying it for a very long time. And as I always share, my father died of Alzheimer's, a rotting of the brain. And I could never understand why that happened. Because the rest of our body can regenerate. We make new cells all the time. Uh, and we can, if we're sick, we can get better. So my question for the neuroscientist, for the neurosurgeon, was why does my father have to be sick? Uh, why can't we regenerate his brain? Now, that began a very long journey of study and research and analysing all the different pieces of information. There's millions of them, obviously, about the brain. But I like to keep things really simple. And if I've got oxygen supply, blood supply, and I'm constantly stressing and challenging my brain, wouldn't it stay alive? Wouldn't it stay healthy? Wouldn't it be the, uh, that just makes common sense to me. If I look after my brain, my brain will look after me. And it turns out that that's probably the case. Now, I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. But if you have a look at the simple, uh, how the brain works, the, the physiology of the brain, if you overload it, if you challenge it, the connections in the brain have to work really hard. If you don't overload your brain, if you don't challenge your brain, the connections don't have to work and they waste away. And I'll use a really fun example. There's a, an amoeba, a, a little uh, ocean animal, and it's born with the brain. But once it finds a place to live, it's, and it's never going to move again, its brain rots away because it never has to use its brain again. So it eats its own brain. Now... I think that happens in humans, and that's just a, a very silly or fun example. But if I don't use it, I will lose it, and that is not just a quote. That is exactly what happens with our brain. It's what happens with every cell in our body. If our body thinks we don't need it, then it just wastes away. So, for example, fast twitch muscle fibers. If you don't sprint, if you don't jump, if you don't force your fast twitch muscle fibers, the sprinting muscles, to stay fast and strong, they literally waste away, which is why we get old. Because we're only, as we get older, we walk and we do things slowly. So the fast twitch muscle fibers waste away, of course. Well, the brain is the same. If you don't challenge your brain, if you don't overload your brain, if you don't force the connections to keep stimulating so that the brain gets wired and, and overloaded and stressed, and they're the, the great words. We always say, oh, I don't want to be stressed, but we really do because the human body is designed to overcome stress. So the, the physical chemistry of that is, and this is where physical and psycho psychology comes together, if I overload my body, I produce epinephrine, adrenaline, and cortisol, which is the, the fight and flight drugs, which is I've got to get away from a threat. I'm under stress. I'm being challenged. I have to stay alive. If I stay alive, so I didn't die, I now have a brain that says, congratulations, Robert, you got away from the threat. Reward neurotransmitter. The, the, the transmitters that keep the connections in the brain working effectively get fired up. So I get epinephrine, adrenaline, and cortisol, which is excellent for my brain, which is, again, when you're an older person like I am, things like fighting, uh, punching, uh, comp competition, uh, singing, remembering words, remembering dance steps, 
lyrics to songs really important because it overloads your brain if you don't overload your brain you lose it so when you're full of epinephrine and adrenaline and that's why fighting is so important and why sport is so important and why high intense activity is so important because adrenaline really is a stay young drug and epinephrine adrenaline same thing so if I've got that coursing through my body, I'm going to stay young. But what that does is it stimulates the brain to say, if she does that to us again, we have to be better. So reward neurotransmitter is dopamine. Congratulations, you got away from the threat. Serotonin is you should be satisfied that you're alive because you could be dead. So that is another neurotransmitter that makes me feel satisfied with my life. I also produce endorphins and uh, what I love about endorphins is they're also a painkiller. So they're a happy neurotransmitter. So you feel good after you've got away from the threat, but they also provide you with painkilling neurotransmitters so that you can get away from the threat. But the big one is brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is a fertilizer for your brain. And I talk about it all the time because to me it's, a, it's the magic potion for staying young, for staying healthy and having a fit, strong, healthy brain and body. Because that's the part of the brain that says... If she does that to us again, if we're under stress, if we have a challenge, if we have to remember words again, if we have to remember lyrics again, if we have to remember a pattern or a carter again, if we have to remember a dance step, if we have to, if, if she challenges our brain again, if she challenges her body again, we have to be better. So the body produces an automatic fertilizer, brain-derived neurotropic factor, so that next time I do that same thing, I have to get better at it. Now that's just a, I find the, the human body so fascinating because of that system. And as I always share, we're not meant to just stay alive, we're meant to thrive. It's not just survive, it's thrive. Happy, healthy, fit, strong, loving life. And the word stress, we get, oh, I don't want to be stressed, but we need stress. If you don't use it, you lose it. How would you know how strong you are if your strong muscles or your muscles are never put over under, under load? They just waste away. How would your brain get wiser, better, more creative, stronger, happier if we don't put it under stress so that it forces it to get stronger? So that's why, and here's just a list of things to consider. Keep learning. Keep learning new songs. Keep doing your sport, learning patterns and carters and, and plays in, in a sporting activity. Uh, do something new every day. I often ask this question, when was the last time you did something that you've never done before? And it's something that I put into my life on a regular basis because I watch my father's brain rot away. I don't want mine to rot away. So every single day, what can I do differently? So, and we hear this often, brush your teeth with your other hand, uh, go to a different place, eat different food, watch uh, movies or television that you wouldn't normally watch. Laugh. Laughing is really important because that, imp that improves the whole brain. Obviously, you can't be unhappy when you're laughing. So the more fun and positivity you put into your life, the more your brain has to fire up. And laughing is obviously a great activity for your brain. And you can't feel unhappy and depressed when you're laughing. So the more you... And it's one of the, the best uh, medicines for if you're feeling upset or depressed or angry or stressed, apart from exercise, high intense activity, watch a funny movie and get your last, laugh your ass off, literally. So if you're laughing, you'll feel good, which means you're more likely to do high intense activity, so they might go together. So laughing, learning, lifting, when you overload your muscles and bones, your body says she's fighting She's fighting. It's not the flighting here. This is the fighting. So next time she comes to lift, she has to be stronger. So that's why the, the muscles and bones regenerate. They get stronger and better because we overload them. But that then produces brain-derived neurotropic factor, which makes the brain stronger as well. 
fires fires up the central nervous system. That's why we don't do little exercises. Little exercises don't fire up the endocrine and nervous system like they should. When you do big compound exercises where you use as many muscles and bones at the same time, it fires up the central nervous system, which of course is inside the brain. The endocrine hormonal system starts inside the brain. The master gland for the endocrine system is the hypothalamus. It's inside the brain. They all work together to make sure that we thrive. So if you use it, you won't lose it. If you use it, you won't lose it. That to me is so exciting. And I want to use it. So every single day I'm focusing on getting puffed, being strong, laughing, learning, doing new things. Meet new people, eat new food, go to different places, do different things. Keep your brain alive. If you're in a habit, if you're in a pattern, and here's a simple one, have you ever driven to, driven somewhere, driven to work, for example, and you don't even realize how you got there because you've driven there so many times that your brain just does that automatically? Well, that means that your brain's rotting away because you're so used to it that you're now not using, you're not challenging your brain. If you're not forcing your brain to think harder, be more creative, do more things, do different things, it will rot away. And having watched somebody's brain rot away, and this is just a very personal thing, my father was a very, very, very intelligent man. He could speak seven languages fluently. He could play several musical instruments. He knew the lyrics to all the songs that he played on those musical instruments. He could quote the Bible verbatim. But then he was diagnosed with, because and this is what happened, he would occasionally walk into a room after the age of 80, mind you. He would walk into a room and he'd forgotten what he came into the room for. Now, I don't know about you, but that happened to me. It started happening to me when I was 20. It's just one that, to me, I, and I don't want that to happen, but I don't think that that is a diagnosis for a brain rotting disease. Maybe you just forget. And I don't want to be forgetful either, which is why I do all those things every day. But he was diagnosed with dementia, Alzheimer's. And they just locked him up in a retirement village where he was no longer playing musical instruments. He was no longer practicing his languages. He was no longer getting outside and getting fresh air. He was no longer eating different kinds of foods. He was no longer stimulating his brain. So it rotted away really quickly. Now there is a thing, there's two very important things. Neuroplasticity, which is the fire up of the brain, the brain changing. And that happens when you laugh, when you learn, when you lift, when you get puffed when you do new things and then there's neurogenesis where you grow new brain cells and that happens under pressure that's that brain derived neurotropic factor saying we can't be the same person next time we're under threat the brain has to be stronger and better and wiser to overcome that threat and that's why we become stronger better and wiser because we overcome threats we overcome challenges and we challenge our brain so have a happy healthy brain have a happy healthy body so that you can live your life to the max Super duper doo, how are you? Live your life to the max. Keep learning and laughing and lifting and living. Woohoo!